Part five, chapter twenty four of the Manxman. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Manxman by Sir Hall Cain. Part five, chapter twenty four. We were just going sending a little yawl after you, Dempster, when we were seeing you a bit overside the head yonder coming back. He's drifting home on the flowing tide, says I, and so you were. Must have been a middling stiff pull for all. We were thinking you were lost one while there. I was almost lost, but I'm here again, thank God, said Philip. He spoke cheerily, and went away with a light step. It was now full night. The town was lit up, and the musicians on the pavement were twanging their banjos and harps. Philip felt a sort of physical regeneration, a renewal of youth, a new birth of heart and hope. He was like a man coming out of some hideous Gehenna of delirious illness. He thought he had never been so light, so buoyant, so happy in his life before. The future was vague. He did not yet know what he would do. It would be something radical, something that would go down to the heart of his condition. Oh, he would be strong. He would be resolute. He would pay the uttermost farthing. He would not wait to count the cost. And she? She would be with him. He could do nothing without her. The partner of his fault would share his redemption also. God bless her. He let himself into the house and shut the door firmly behind him. The lights were still burning in the hall, so it was not very late. He mounted the stairs with a loud step and swung into his room. The lamp was on the table, and within the circle cast by its blue shade, a letter was lying. He took it up with dismay. It was in Kate's handwriting. Forgive me. I'm going away. It is all my fault. I have broken the heart of one man, and I am destroying the soul of another. If I stay here any longer, you will be ruined and lost. I am only a millstone about your neck. I see it, I feel it, and yet I have loved you so, and wish to be so proud of you. Your heart is brave enough, though I have sunk it down so low. You will live to be strong and good and true, though that can never be while I am with you. I have been far below you from the first. All along I have only been thinking how much I loved you. But you have had so many other things to consider. My life seems to have been one long battle for love. I think it has been a cruel battle, too. Anyway, I am beaten, and oh, so tired. Do not follow me. I pray of you do not try to find me. It is my last request. Think of me as on a long journey. I may be. The great God of heaven knows. I am taking the little cracked medallion from the bottom of the oak box. It is the only picture I can find, and it will remind me of someone else as well. My little Catherine, my motherless baby. I have nothing to leave with you but this. It was a lock of her hair. At first I thought of the wedding ring that you gave me when I came here, but it would not come off, and besides, I could not part with it. Goodbye. I ought to have done this long ago, but you will not hate me now. We could never be happy together again. Goodbye. End of part five, chapter twenty four.